I can't control that music, so I can't turn it down and talk over it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. It's like the most uh, random song to start this episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Star Wars episode uh, <laughs> with no Star Wars music. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll get Star Wars music later if you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman. Yeah. Uh, this uh, is a Star Wars episode. This is. Solo and Rebels talk galore, so you know what? Screw it. We'll just do all spoilers all the time. Because we had a little discussion before, like, how do you give a non-spoiler review of Solo? Uh, yeah. Oh, I got a perfect way. Yeah, what? Han it doesn't wasn't die. As, yeah. <laughs> Han doesn't die. <laughs> That's a spoiler, technically. But... <laughs> It wasn't as bad as I expected, which was right on par with watching my mom and dad have sex. <laughs> which, of course, you've done before. Well, right? let's just say oh, that their walls were very thin. Ah. Oh. Ah, blind ears. <laughs> blind ears. You yes, now understand now why blind. I am the way I am. Uh. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> So yeah, it, I I will reiterate what Alex just said. It was better than expected, even though I still have a crap ton of problems with it. So, oh, are there really talking about your parents having sex? No, not that part. <laughs> Never. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed it too, but I also had low expectations. Yeah, because I went this, in with super low expectations. This movie was marketed by an idiot. <laughs> I had very low expectations, too, so I was pleasantly surprised with it. However, I was incredibly surprised at just the sheer amount of nudity that this film had. <laughs> well, well, what do you expect yes. when the leading lady comes from Games clothing. of Thrones? He wasn't, until he got the bandolier. That's the only thing he was wearing for the second half of the film. That's true. There was a lot of... There was a lot of, a lot uh, of Wookiee nudity? <laughs> Wookiee. Not safe for work, Wookiee. Muddy Wookiee nudity. Mm. Yeah. There's so, the title of the episode. So we will play extra Body for that. Nudity. So I'm going to play my song again. Because that obviously fits with your naked Wookiee. Oh, Wookie. well, I can't even say <laughs> Wookiee nudity. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wookiee. That's what we'll call it. Wookography? I don't think we even started on rails on this episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. There were no rails. Wukanda. <laughs> Wukanda forever. <laughs> Uh, so solo. I keep grabbing my balls to drink, mm-hmm. which sounds horrible without context, but it's actually just an energy drink. But I have a mm-hmm. beer next to it. So you so, keep grabbing the beer. Every once in a while, I grab one that I think is the other, and it's like, what? Oh. <laughs> Surprise. Yes. Skadoosh. So, so, so solo, not as bad as expected. No. Um, no. Still hate the guy that they got to play, play the Harrison Ford, the actual character. He oh. did not, in my opinion, do it right. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. Because I was, based off the, uh, in the trailer, there's that one part where he looks back. It's during the Kessel run, apparently. He looks back and he's like, oh, everything, everything's fine. It's fine. Which wasn't in the movie, <laughs> by the way. Mm-hmm. Again, with these parts of 
trailers that well, are the whole the right. how everything but, in the freaking trailer half of it wasn't in yes over three quarters of it wasn't even in the movie it was I'm I'm expecting that those are deleted scenes somehow. Well, they reshot eighty percent of the movie. Now oh, this geez. is true. This movie was because it went through several directors before Ron Howard finally said, "I'm just gonna do this because screw you guys." And yeah. um, let's do this. Let's, let's do, do this. this. But this is this is a reoccurring thing in movies that I'm starting to hate, and I'm getting to the point where I'm almost not gonna watch trailers anymore because they well, don't with, sell with the, the movies the anymore. Misleading trailers. Yeah, <laughs> and, unless it's an MCU movie. And even then, they have they do. Even then, they they have they a do spot, like oh, two or three takes. There's, there's a scene in the Infinity War trailer where Hulk is running through Wakanda with everyone. Yeah, yeah. that didn't happen. Just to throw everybody off. Well, in Ragnarok. Well, the... here, here's the here's the ridiculous thing about it. Even if the trailer spoils something, it's not like they're going to beat Lego to the punch because once again, <laughs> this is another movie where Lego had a massive freaking spoiler because they released a toy. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Wait, so, which toy did they release? The Falcon. They, no. Did not anyone they, not they released, assume the Falcon they was the Lego be... set with Maul? Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which apparently was a Ron Howard decision. I thought that was cool. From what actually? I, oh, that that was fantastic, and we'll we'll definitely jump into that because that ties in with Rebels. Exactly. Which we like, did not was plan awesome. to do at all. We were just going to talk about <laughs> Rebels to piggyback on Star Wars. Yep. Yeah. Right. But right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing because I have a couple of friends that haven't seen Rebels and they're like, "What? I thought Maul was dead." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, man, exactly." On like Maul is only half dead. His story. Uh, he's half a he's half a Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Maul. He's no longer Doth. No, he's definitely no. not. A, he's definitely not a Doth. Yeah. Which let's go back to Maul because Please I probably have. Be a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. probably a tirade a from say. everyone about that one. So, so the movie was excellent paced. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the story started out explaining a lot, which was okay. You kind of got to see where Han came from. Yeah, it, this is technically an origin story. Yeah, it is. Uh, the character is mm-hmm. already very established. Yeah, and it, I didn't find it boring. No, it was at all never boring. I mean. Even the the love story part that they weaved in with him and Game of Thrones chick wasn't bad. Her name it is was Kira, Kira. Whatever. as in Nerese from DS9. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, funny thing about Kira. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's, they spell it funny. Yeah. It's like Q-U-apostrophe mm-hmm. something. But I remember a long time ago, um, Lucas's original... Episode seven, eight, and nine mm-hmm. were about two characters, a man and a woman. And yeah. I don't remember the male character, but I remember the female character's name was going to be Kira. So I wonder if they took it from that. It might be. Because might Well yeah, and, and she was also supposed to be an, initially in the storyboard, she was supposed to be an alien. Oh really? Um, in <laughs> no. in this movie, but they in changed it at the last minute and made her human. Well I don't think that was a bad thing, but n- well no, they no, I'm, Corellia I'm, I'm is a human they, world. Yeah. Yeah. Human, quote unquote, whatever human. they are in Star Wars. Human, Corellian. Yeah, Corellians are the. So. That's yeah. So seeing the Falcon, mm. for the first time, mm. actually not beat the crap out of. It was pretty cool. Um, I was like, why is there nothing? The gap not in the front, mm-hmm. and then when they did it, I'm like, oh, that explains everything. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody thought that. I was like, yes. Yeah. Explain why there's a cutout. Is like you ejected such, the escape pod. It has such a full nose. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, 
did you notice how like half the stuff they were knocking off during the fight scenes like the stuff that was getting blown off the hall like the dishes and stuff were completely different from what they were in four five and six so like he's replaced parts with other parts and everything between when he first gets the falcon and when we see it between four five six and seven this is like 20 years before Mm -hmm. episode four yeah so A lot happens a lot to the Falcons happens. before we ever see it. Exactly. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. If anyone actually heard how long before Episode 4 this took place. Yes, I found well, a timeline. It, uh, they, didn't, they didn't say it in, in, in the movie. It's, no, it wasn't in the movie. It's in, the, um, no. it's in all the extra stuff that comes with movies nowadays, like the books that explain all the characters' backgrounds and stuff. All right. Well, I am glad that every significant thing that happened in Han Solo's past, from him getting his name and him getting his gun and him meeting Chewie and him getting the Falcon, all happened within a one-week period. (laughs) True. 20 years before that episode four. And literally, according to this then, because... At the end of it, they go, he's going off to Tatooine to get Jabba. Jabba is the most patient scoundrel in existence because Han must screw up the job 20 years before Jabba ever actually cares about it in episode four. Or maybe he worked for Jabba for 20 plus years here and there, and it wasn't until the last time that he screwed up. Silence, Minion, you're punching holes in my rant. (laughs) (laughs) Continue wah, wah. All right, here's here's the uh, timeline that I found. Okay. So, so Revenge of the Sith yeah. is is 20 years before. Oh, I'm sorry. I was off. 20 years before is um, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. This is a New Hope timeline. So the intro of Solo is 13 years before. That's when he and Kira escape so it's, slash not escape. And then so when, it's seven years after Revenge of the Sith, 13 yeah. years before New Hope. So the Empire's in full blast here, obviously, yeah. what we saw, mm-hmm. which was cool, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then when we pick up and it's in the middle of you know them trying to take out or trying to invade and take over little pathetic planets that we've mm-hmm. never heard of is 10 years before. Okay, so we only have a 10-year gap mm-hmm. between now and New Hope. So that actually makes a lot more sense. And where and we so so Rebels fits in that ten years. Rebels, Rebels is, is four years. It starts out four years before a New Hope. So this okay. is actually six I was years before about that Rebels. Because Senator Mon Mothma is also in um, Return of the Jedi. Right. You know, she's yeah. she's she, she's shown very briefly in Return of the Jedi, and yeah. then she was a major character in Rebels. So I was trying to figure out where Rebels fit in with this. Yeah. The end of Rebels leads right up to the start of New Ho- of New Hope. Rogue One and, and, and yeah. Rogue One and New Hope. Yeah. So yeah. and Mamothba is young at that point. She's you know Leia's age. Yeah. So she's pretty young, maybe a little older. Mm-hmm. But so by the time Jedi comes about, she's probably close to I don't know fifty or something. Gotcha. Would be my guess. Which does it bother anyone else that the average age of a senator in the Star Wars universe is like fourteen? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Amidala became a senator when she was what she was queen at what like twelve or thirteen yeah yeah and then yeah. she was a senator by the time she was she 18. was elected queen that's right she was elect- remember that because queens are elected well you see a long time ago in a galaxy far far away they pedophilia was good <laughs> mm. I don't know about that one here God make me a bird so I can fly far 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 away who is your daddy. <laughs> And what does he do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Kessler run. Kessel. Kessel. Kessel run. Kessel. I'm sorry. 
sorry went in we all have our thoughts of what that was supposed to be knowing that it's supposed to have done it. I always it thought it was quicker. a race the way they talked about it. it that's what I thought too. Okay, yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I thought it was a race. I had no yeah. idea that it was that. Technically, it's kind of a race, but <laughs> it's kind of like a, <laughs> a, a, it's kind of a smuggler's run. Yeah, it's a smuggler's run. Really yeah. The the fact that he was able to do the the explanation of how of how long it was when they were going there and how quick he got out was good that they mm-hmm. did that because otherwise him going well, I've done it in twelve. Would have made no sense. No, because they didn't under because no one had known what the the length was until the movie. So, and it was what like twenty two, like 20, jumps. Yeah, 20. yeah it was yeah. twenty. Twenty, and he took a shortcut yeah. through, through it through an area that <laughs> is supposed to kill you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was a giant like octopus. Yeah, the squid thing. I. I liked it because of the black hole. Well, like that that whole thing yeah. made the whole scene. Because if it was yeah. just him running through pl- planet pieces colliding and old ships and uh, a random giant octopus thing, that wouldn't have been good enough. <laughs> no, but, but the throw in a black hole. Throw in like, a black hole and it's great. Okay, and then we got to use the cargo that we have to sort of shoot us out. And mm-hmm. the fact that they teased that it wasn't going to work for a second was yeah. even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did not mind the space octopus because of rebels and the explanation that they had with space whales with space whales. So I like it because yeah. you got to have those weird creatures. Star Trek did that too. Mm-hmm. where They have weird creatures in space. Why not? Yeah. Yep. yeah. See, I didn't mind it, but it still makes no sense that he's bragging about it in my mind because in the grand scheme of things, he's saying that he did the impossible, which is fine, mm-hmm. but is no one should himself. believe him. No, no on one that. should believe it. And whenever Ray in episode seven, which I'm not even going to go on the whole Ray rant that I normally do, but whenever she goes, "You, this Aww. is the ship that did it in 12 parsecs. Like, why do you believe that? It's supposedly impossible. And the fact that you just have one guy talking about it yeah. means that he's shooting it out of his ass. It always made more sense to me and actually fit the character so much better whenever the theory that it was a test for Luke where he threw out something that honestly made no sense to determine how much he could charge Luke and Obi-Wan <laughs> for that flight. And they failed the test. Yeah. It's true. That made more sense. I still think it was, co- I still think that whole thing was cool. It, because of our low expectations, it definitely paid off for how good yeah. the movie was in the end. That whole cast, the whole castle run was great. <coughs> Because I came in thinking it was going to be crap and turned out really good instead. So yeah, yeah. Well, the whole the whole thing with the planet, the Castle mm-hmm. Spice Mine, and yeah, that was cool. L seven is that her name? L three. L three. That's just a funny character, and yeah. that she ends up uh-huh. accidentally liberating, <laughs> and then Chewie finds the all entire, these. Yeah. Finally, a millennial you know, the, the, the does funny, something. The funny thing useful. about that is when they end up <laughs> uploading L three into the Falcon. Yeah. for her star charts you know I, I i did something very similar to what uh alex did is these past couple of weeks knowing this movie was coming out i rewatched everything and watched rebels Jeez. and um you know there is there is a part <clears throat> i think it's uh empire strikes back or it's the return of the jedi one but when c-3po finally gets on the bridge of the falcon and he starts talking to the falcon and he's he mentions this ship has a strange dialect. Right. And I, after, and I, after, like, you know, obviously when we, we saw that back as kids, 
that wouldn't have made any sense. But after seeing Solo and how L3 got put into the Falcon, right. and then a couple of days later watching that scene, I was like, ha, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw somebody <laughs> posted that on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense now, and it's funny. Yeah, that was a nice little Easter egg. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a directive that since the mouse has bought Star Wars, they've sort of been going back and tying up every single loose end that there is in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. which is both cool and annoying at the same time yeah. because now the mystery is kind of gone. Yeah. But at the same time, it's cool. Someone once told me that you, no matter what they explain, it can never live up to our expectation. And the longest that longer yeah. that the mystery exists the greater our expectation is. So the longer a mystery occurs, the less you should be willing to actually answer it. And I think this is going to be one of the biggest problems Star Wars has, is that, what, New Hope came out in, what, 76, I think? 77. Yeah, somewhere in there. 77, yes. So those mysteries have been around longer than I've been alive. Yeah. So why should we answer them? Because we've already answered them in our mind and nothing can ever live up to our expectation. So let us argue these things. Like the Kessel Run. Yes, I thought the scene was cool. No, I did not think that it was cool enough to actually be the Kessel Run. It was a cool scene. It would have been amazing had it been named anything else. Yeah, maybe. It's hmm. true. Especially with I don't think I disagree, that. sir. Well, I don't that's think they'll go you're back wrong. and address every single little thing, but uh, they sure the Kessel like Run is one of the bigger ones, and I think there's probably a lot of people that over the years have wanted to know more about it, and I think it was a sufficient uh, explanation. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree with Dana. Not only is it a sufficient explanation, but I'm, I'm glad they did it because, like it was just revealed, a couple of us thought it was a race, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, so that's how they've always made the way it he talked. The way he talked about it in the early movies, it sounded like it was a race. But then you're like, well, this guy's a smuggler, so it's probably a, a trade route of some kind. Kind of was a race. It was, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah, was a race. So you start to infer that there's some danger involved, and that there's, you know, it's not something that is easily done, and so it it creates a mythos of its own. But I think, I think they did a good job with the describing it but not only that but that's one of those things so you're going to piss off star wars fans either way because you're going to have the ones that that would have walked out of the theater and said i can't believe they didn't even mention or show the kessel run and then (laughs) if they did it you'd have the ones that say i can't believe they did that you know so it was it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't situation yeah which is why they should be making movies about the old republic exactly Exactly. people don't really know that story (laughs) Which is why they should just fire Kathleen Kennedy and hand the keys to the kingdom over to the guy from Rebels and be like, here you go, dude. Do your thing. <laughs> no, he, you he had his chance. It's our turn. It's our turn. <laughs> dude, if Dave Filoni said he was going to make My Little Pony, I would start watching it. You'd be a brony? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I'd be, be a brony. brony I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. <laughs> Where did that one come from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Your butt. The the finding out how old Chewie was in the cockpit. That scene was really funny. <laughs> in the grand yeah. scheme of things, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you're that old. You look great. <laughs> yeah, 
She just she comes in and she sits down in the in the co-pilot seat and he just come he just wanders in and sits down like no nope, all right here we go and then <laughs> when the shit oh <laughs> Chewie stands up and starts flipping switches he's like how did you know how to do all this I'm hundred well, I'm hundred ninety years old mm-hmm. I've been flying a long time uh, I was so glad Dayanera of Targaryen did not know how to. Uh, remodulate the shields or redirect <laughs> them towards the aft section or whatever it was mm-hmm. because i am so tired of star wars movies being hey you're a woman you know how to do everything and you're perfect <laughs> okay. well in general it's in general I, I every time we've seen someone get into the fal- to the falcon like even ray she's never been in the damn ship immediately knows how to do everything yeah same yeah. thing same thing with like uh, like I know it was Lando's ship, but he hadn't been in it for years. But he had it for a long time. I know, but that, he that had it for sense. a long time. But Han had had it for probably just about as long he before he let him use it again. And they're still acting like, well, it's the same. Everything's right exactly where it was where I left it. I'm like you can't just assume you're going to walk into a ship and know exactly how to fly it. It's like Thor Ragnarok, where he walks it, where where he gets into the ship and it's uh, he's like. Well, it's just another spaceship. I should be able to do. And he just starts pushing buttons, and it works. I'm like, stop it! <laughs> if yeah. you don't know how to fly, screw up. That's more annoying <laughs> than somebody whose trade is flying spaceships. That's true. Not, I mean, you yeah. should be able to sit down and figure out how to fly. Like a helicopter pilot today could probably sit in any kind of helicopter. That's true. And figure it out in about five minutes. Well, and I mean, yeah. even somebody who knows how to fly, like a Cessna, could still, with yeah. a little bit of difficulty fly a 747 in an emergency maybe yeah. i mean the general basics are all the same yeah there's just a lot more buttons in on a 747 than there are on a cessna so but ray lived in sand for exactly years. never flew anything <laughs> never flew anything but then somehow was an expert at flying it to the point where she could scrape it off the ground and not crash it quit Wh- making this so hard okay. for me the, not to go on a tirade about ray now, now, no, it wasn't the force because I'm gonna, I'm actually going to compliment Alex because I, I agree with the whole filling in your blanks thing because I always thought that the best way to explain Ray's knowing how to do everything was she was the reincarnation of Anakin because he already knew how to do everything. He was the best pilot ever and knew how to yeah. use the force. And that's the only way to explain all that stuff. Okay, we're not going to get on episode seven. I threw but, that out the window. So that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe. We'll see. Well, but I mean, that goes back to, to what that Alex was saying. I, 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 the reason that Solo hasn't been doing so hot in the theaters, I guarantee it, is for the same reason that every single one of us went to see it with very low expectations. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the people right. that wouldn't normally have gone seen this movie just like has zero interest in it. People yeah. are a little more gun shy after the awful Last Jedi. Which Absolutely. is funny because I still hold The Last Jedi as the best of the saga movies. <laughs> and no, I'm the terrible. one that tears apart Star Wars more than any of us. <laughs> yeah. True. Save the llama for your mama. Where that did that come That's me, but where did that come from? <laughs> Came from your mouth. What the hell? You suck, you So speaking of Lando, <laughs> speaking of Lando, I have to say, Donald Glover... Just nailed that role. He, he did, did a really good job on that. He did, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I love the carryover too. Again, something that they they brought from the original trilogy is he calls him Han the whole yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. to piss him off. Yeah. So yeah, he does it just to just to irritate him. Yeah. So as I was saying, I didn't like the guy that got to play Solo. 
part of the reason why I didn't like it is Lando stole that movie. Yeah. Like, this was supposed to be Han's movie, and every time Lando was on screen, he stole the show. Yeah, it was. I'm like, you got a guy that doesn't have enough charisma to play Han to outshine him. And, and whatever. <laughs> whatever. But still, that's yes. that was that was my gripe with the solo characters because every time uh, Lando was on screen, he stole the show, and it was awesome. And I liked them. I liked his character. Are you saying stole? Stole. Stole the show. <laughs> stole the show. So I have a question for you all. <laughs> Those first few lines. Whenever uh, Han walked into the first Sabacc game and you could hear Lando talking, that sounded way too much like Billy D. Williams. Mm -hmm. So I kept sitting there going, is that Billy D. Williams doing a voiceover? Are they going to put his voice over top of? No, he just did a great job. Yeah, did that guy just, I can't think, Childish Gambizo do such a good job. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's Danny wow. Glover's son. Donald Glover. Yeah. That guy yeah. does look amazingly like Donald Glover, though. Mm-hmm. Who? That childish Gambino or whatever it's his name is. the same person, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Is it him? Okay. Yes. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. They, they are the same person. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will just refer to him as Troy Barnes for the rest of the time there since I can't remember so, his actual and, name. And, and, and he's not related to Danny Glover. No. So, speaking all. of the, the Sabacc games, Sabic, uh, whatever, um, I liked how he didn't win the first time. Who, Han? Yeah. 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 You had I was like, they, start, they started that <laughs> game, and I'm like, oh, please don't tell me he just wins. Because he always said that he won it. And then when he lo- yeah. lost the first time, I was like, "Okay." And he lost because so it made me scratch my head cheated. for a minute. It's, I knew he would. I knew he would cheat. Yeah. But the whole yeah. movie is kind of Han losing over and over yeah, again. Exactly. Which, yeah, exactly. Which it matters. Yeah, I love that because it actually, and that's part of the reason I don't mind this like fourteen-year-old kid playing Han because he keeps losing Man. so often. Yeah, exactly. That it actually makes sense that. It, by the end of this, he just becomes the cynical shoot first guy <laughs> yeah. because everyone has screwed right. him. <laughs> it's true. I loved I loved the the uh, the part you just mentioned where he shot first at the end. That was good. Oh, mm-hmm. to kill Beckett, yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. he, he finally figured it out. Okay, everybody's gonna screw yeah. me over. Except, that's the except that's the big lesson that well, he had to learn. I think that's what solidifies his bond to Chewie. You know, it's not a lot, a, yeah. a, a Wookiee life dead or any of that crap. They've just been through so much crap together and not betrayed each other. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was dreading because the entire movie, I was just sitting there going, Oh God, when are they going to say Chewie mm-hmm. makes some comment about a life debt? And that's why they're going to be together, especially after they uh, introduced the origin of Han of Han's last name in the first five minutes of the movie. I just went, Oh, this is going to be a nonstop trek between, uh, with this is the origin of everything. Do you want to know how Han got his jacket? Here it is. Do you want to know how Han got his boots? Here it is yeah. here. Let me I, throw I, you the I, blaster. I, I, I seriously used. don't understand why you have such an issue with that. I think that's brilliant. How they put, 
like all the major things that we we I equate to that character. They introduce it's it's yeah. an introduction story. That's what was supposed got to his, happen. Got his pistol. Well, they yeah. Yeah. It was only... and it was cool. Like not only not only did he just give his pistol, but it was like if you're paying attention during the conversation, Beckett was stripping it down from a rifle. Yeah, because right. that's one of the things I've always wondered is is why does he have such a giant ass scope on a little pistol? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to know yeah. why that stuff bothers me, it's because I read comics. Because you're you. We yeah. get it. We well, understand. that's part of it. But I read comics, and whenever a writer runs out of ideas. They go into the origin story of something. So literally, there is an issue of the Flash out there that is about the origin of Barry's bow tie. Because <laughs> wow. bow ties are cool. Well, yeah, the, yeah, but do you, Sorry, if, if you understand that and my preference on um, pop culture, you see why origin stories irritate me. Because to me, they are an ex. They're the exemplification of a lack of ideas. Instead of moving forward, you're moving backwards. Yeah, we're, well, we're I mean, you know, what, what I will story. say, <laughs> instead of moving forward, you're moving backwards. The, the two best pieces of Star Wars that have been put out and movie-wise since the original <laughs> trilogy What's are ones backwards? that move backwards instead of moving forwards. You know what I mean? Like true. the Rogue One and Solo are the only mm. two, in my opinion so far, that have any freaking value of the ones that they've put out. I'll agree. The last with... Jedi, the last Jedi was okay. Yeah. I will agree with you on, you know, um, and rebels on can, rogue one. You can yeah. Well, rebels. And that's going backwards too. Yeah. Rebels. Re- dude. Uh, and we can talk Wars. about rebels now because I'll just go ahead and say right now, rebels is the best star Wars, anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had a lot of misgivings about that show because you kept telling me about it, Adam. And I was like, it's a freaking cartoon. I don't want to watch another freaking cartoon show. That's why I didn't want to watch it's gonna it. Gonna be, it's going to be, it's a, not only is it a cartoon show, but it's a Disney XD cartoon show. It's going to be all cutesy wootsy and, and uh, nope. And yeah, it <laughs> was not all cutesy wootsy, but it had some very adult themes mixed in with it. It was, the it was amazing. Cats. Yeah, the little fall cats are now. <laughs> that was the cutesy one. Joe, did you watch uh, Clone Wars before that? No, I, I haven't seen Clone Wars yet. Okay, there are a lot of plot points that are finished up in Rebels that were started in Clone Wars. Yeah, a lot. Nice. Yeah, a that's lot. the one I still need to finish. Is Clone Wars a show or is it only that hour and seven minute thing? No, oh, no it's six that, seasons no, worth it's, of cartoon. Yeah, it's so many six seasons, seasons worth. It, oh, okay, it started off with the the TV movie that you're talking about. Okay, Joe. it's an hour and a half All or right. whatever, and then that was apparently successful. So they're like, "Hey, let's make a show about everything between episode two and three. And there's a lot there, but that's written by Filoni and Lucas. So it's got a lot of George Lucas in it. So it's got some of the you know, wonky stuff that might annoy you about Star Wars, but it's also got a ton of plot points that just expand the Star Wars universe so much. I totally mm-hmm. recommend watching it. I don't. Yeah, I don't, if you, I don't if you like Star Wars right at all, you should definitely try to find how to watch Rebels. No, I'm talking if about one Clone of Wars. one of the most epic scenes of any Star Wars anything was in Rebels. Is and and y'all don't have to agree with me, but when. When Darth Vader is standing on top of his TIE fighter, floating in with his freaking <laughs> lightsaber lit up, yeah. dude, I lost it. That is the most <laughs> badass entrance well, ever. Yeah. Had Vader been like that in the original trilogy, I would actually understand why people love them so much. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and he's more mythos to the galaxy than anything because people don't see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh, Rebels really dives into how the Emperor, at the end, how everyone loves the Emperor still, even after all those years. Because they don't know he's the mastermind behind everything evil in the galaxy. They still think he's the liberator of the galaxy. Yeah. And that's one yep. of the things that in the fir- in one of the early scenes of Solo that whenever it first happened, it kind of bugged me. But once it went on and they explained it a little more, I understood it was the whole war scene and the whole bit on uh, Corellia where um, it was like everything was hell. And I'm going, well, according to Rebels, the Emperor pretty much create a paradise for the core worlds and everyone well not necessarily because that was Corellia was a ship building world and look what they did to Lothal and rebels those people were not happy with the empire and they were building those new tie fighters so I understand why Corellia was kind of a crap hole and you could tell it was a ship building thing because when they're racing to the airport you see one of those shield generator domes being lifted up yeah 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 so that's probably why that world was such crap you know because much like Lothal and, and Rebels, you know, the Empire had that on lock and was basically using people for slave labor. Mm. Okay, yeah, so I, I tend to think it was more Coronet that he turned into the uh, yeah. the so-called paradise. Well, it was the core worlds, yeah. Naboo and yeah. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to Rebels, because I don't really know what else to say about Solo other than going back to Maul, which ties into Rebels. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Ahsoka is such a huge character in Star Wars that nobody knows about if you do not watch Clone Wars and Rebels. Which I didn't. And she Mm -hmm. is basically, at this point, I think, become one of the most important characters in everything. Star Wars between, you know, episode one and wherever we are now, eight. Because she could still be alive. Hello. Um, So when she meets Vader in the, um, is it Danthamir? I think it's Danthamir. Malacor, Malacor, yeah. When they they meet there, that's my favorite part of Rebels because she finally gets to see Anakin. Oh my God, he's alive. He's Vader, and he sees her, which he thought she was dead Mm -hmm. because she runs away. And um, then by the end of Rebels, you find out that she's alive through all kinds of Force timey wimeys, which is awesome, by the way. (laughs) Force timey wimeys. How else do you explain that (laughs) that whole thing? I mean, it's awesome. It is so freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I totally marked out over all of that stuff. But then she's there at the end. You that this is also one of the things where you go back and you're sort of rewriting the the trilogy. When Yoda talks about no, there is another, or that boy was our last hope when he's going off to face Vader on his own, Luke. Yeah. Well, everyone always thought he was talking about Leia. Leia. Well, you honestly know. He could be talking about Ahsoka now. Exactly. He could have been talking about Ezra. He could have been talking about Ezra, exactly. Because even Dave Filoni says Ezra Ezra and Thrawn survived the end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping it's Ahsoka because it also helps fill in when you meet Luke in Jedi. He's become a, a badass at this point. Where'd he learn all that stuff? Oh, well, yeah. How did Luke <laughs> go from being, yes, I finally right. figured out how to force jump whenever I was in Cloud City, <laughs> yeah. to, to mind-controlling mind everyone control. except for Huts and being able to do godlike ability 
in the span of what is it, six months? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's a couple. I think there's years between five and six, but still. Yeah, either way. Somebody's got to teach him. He never went back to Yoda for more training. Yeah. It's not going to be It's not going to yeah. be the, right. uh, yeah. So I think it was Ahsoka, which is great because her entire point was, I'm alive now and I have to stay hidden so that Anakin doesn't find me and yeah. I can do good. Yeah. So, and that's another thing that like that Rebels talks about that I never knew before. Well, hell, I didn't even know who Ahsoka was, but that's very cool that you find out that Ahsoka was actually Anakin's Padawan for a little bit of time before all that shit happened. Yeah. That's actually yeah. most of the point of Clone Wars. She's introduced in the first episode yeah. of Clone Wars. Yeah. I think she's in... Is she in the movie? I think she's in yeah, the movie. Yeah, she's in the movie. Yeah. It, yeah, that's basically what the show is about, is Anakin growing. And the wars, yeah. and she is just as stubborn as he ever was, as a Padawan. So he he goes through the gamut. Right. Of, oh my god! <clears throat> and she is she's yeah. super annoying in that show, <laughs> because yeah. she is basically Anakin. But by the time they they let her grow up, she is an awesome character. So I'm hoping with the um, the continued going into the past with the movies, I hope I hope Ahsoka gets her own movie. <laughs> So nice. I don't ex- cool. I don't expect her to get a movie, but one of the things that I heard about Dave Filoni, who did Clone Wars and Rebels, <laughs> is that one of the things he likes to do is leave characters from a previous series he's working he's worked on to be the side character and kind of a background most important character for his next uh, job. Yeah. Mm. So I keep thinking. So that what's the next job? Uh, Star Wars Resistance. Oh, between six and seven? I guess, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they've hmm. announced it, haven't said much of anything. But well, I keep would, thinking, work. It, you know it's, it's going to be it's about got someone a, It's new. got a code name, the one that they're working on now. It's got a code name. They're calling it Star Wars Trixie. Seriously? But the, again, they've got a code name on it because they're they saying that the episode name is actually going to be a spoiler of itself. Oh. Well, is, is that for episode nine or the TV series? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, okay, you're right. That's episode nine. Okay. My bad. Okay. Let's say, okay. saying it's called Star Wars Resistance is kind of a spoiler. You know where it's going to be uh, yeah. and what it's about. Well, there Ish. wasn't much else they could do after the last episode of Rebels, which literally the last scene takes place after Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But there's so much to fill in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they They arguably could have done an entire series that would have been during the three movies intertwined yeah it yeah. just you would have just had these cutaways that went oh in between this episode and this episode go watch empire strikes back <laughs> yeah but you know what they can still do with this resistance show do flashbacks of that stuff oh yeah here's ahsoka training luke here's this happening there even if they don't do flashbacks just reference it like yeah, they re- did yeah that'd be well funny. um one of the things that i loved and i didn't realize it until about until I actually saw a YouTube video of it explaining one of the books is um, whenever Ahsoka meets Maul on Malachor, mm-hmm. they never meet in Clone Wars, the two of them. That's true. But they know each other whenever they meet on Malachor. Just through stories? Mm-hmm. No. In in what was supposed to be the last episode of Clone Wars was supposed to be a big battle between Ahsoka and Maul on um uh, 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 Mandalore. Oh, yeah, because he's taken over. By yeah, him. and it was supposed to be the liberation of Mandalore that actually happens at the same time as Order 66. It was planned as the last episode oh, of man. 
uh, Clone Wars, but it never came about. Well, they made a book that about referenced all that? it. Yeah. And is that the Ahsoka book? Yeah, that's the Ahsoka book. Oh, that's next on my list to read. Yeah. And <sighs> they just, they pretty much went, you know what? We're going to act as if we made this episode and just <laughs> reference back to it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I just finished the three books that take place right after episode six, right after Endor. How are they? They're, they're decent. Okay. They actually introduce a whole new crew that you really start liking. And, um, you know, they talk about Hans in it and Leia and Chewie and, um, you know, some other characters you find out. I read the comics that were supposed to take place between six and seven. And I couldn't tell you five things about it because they were that inconsequential. Wow. Yeah. No, th- this, this is good. It actually sets up... Um, it, it sets up some stuff. It actually sets up how the First Order is started. Okay. It, it doesn't go into all... all like, you'd have to read it. I, I could spoil it for everybody, but, I you know, just go read it. It definitely makes the First Order make sense of why they are the way they are and where they came from. So, hmm. it's cool. It's basically another Palpatine plot, hmm. <laughs> which is cool. It makes them makes them cool the, the books that i want to read especially after watching rebels is the thrawn trilogy by timothy zahn yeah that is i think that's canon too now no it's, it's not, not there's not, a, there is one thrawn book that's canon there's actually two thrawn books that are canon Man, I need, um I need but they're not the list. trilogy that you're thinking of heir to the empire and i forget the other two well, that's the old ones. yeah oh, those not. are the old ones yeah that's what originally introduced thrawn and like uh Thrawn, uh, who was, what was the assassin's name in the fourth season? His little, the guy that kept smelling everyone. He oh was God, from those he was books. so awesome. What was his name? Um, I'm, I keep thinking Roku, but that's mm, a vacuum. something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Mbaku. Yeah. But he was from those books. <laughs> <laughs> Wukanda forever. Wukanda. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. No. Uh, Joe, those three books were actually what made me truly interested in Star Wars. Which three? The Thrawn trilogy? The original the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, yeah, the the old EU ones that don't don't that don't count anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I borrowed oh, yeah. them off of a buddy of mine that went to church with me back whenever I was in like sixth grade. Read them, loved them, and read way too much of the Expand Universe. Which a lot of it needed to go whenever they decided to make new movies, despite what people say, because it was just too thick and too well, overbearing to bring in. It was. Yeah. But stuff like Mara Jade, I really wanted to, I really wanted that kind of story to come in, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Which they still can. They that's, can bring in a lot of those side characters. They, they proved it with Thrawn. Yeah, they, they did. That's true. Um, there's a lot of books. Lords of the Sith, Tarkin, A New Dawn, which is about rebels. Which oh, I gotta read. That There's now. even a Han Solo trilogy. Is it really? Uh, you're thinking yep. of uh, you're thinking of the Legends canon. It's a uh, by a guy named AC Crispin. Because I've been looking at books lately, thinking about getting a bunch of them. I don't see it on this list. I'm looking at a canon list. Yeah, if it's the Han Solo trilogy, I'm thinking of. I think that's old. Yeah, they were written back before episode one, two, and three came out. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that's going to be one of the problems nowadays because uh, Mm -hmm. you have, what, 20 years of canon that just got wiped out? Right. Basically. AC AC Griffin or Crispin? Crispin. 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 I'm pulling them up right now. It's. uh, I've heard that name before. The the Paradise Snare, the Hut Gambit, and Rebel Dawn. Yeah, I'm looking at them. 97, 97, 98. Yep, that's old. Yeah. There's several comics, there's several novels, obviously the movies, yeah, a couple of video games now. Game? Oh. Um, the new Battlefront has uh, a lot to do. Uh, the old um, Uprising game, did you ever play that? No. I think that was an old PC game. That's actually canonical now, which is interesting. I know the one that surprises me is uh, Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir Comics. Yeah, I actually just read that this week. Yeah. It was pretty good. Is that the one that you sent me? Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read them yet, but yeah, I still have that pulled up. It was a good compliment to um, his uh, Rebels story. So what what did everybody think about Maul? Let's so, go there. Okay. I thought it was very cool. I both loved it and it worried me. Why did it worry you? Because, okay, if it's just fan service for those of us that watched Clone Wars and Rebels... It's a great connection that will confuse a lot of people. Yeah, it did too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the, you you saw it this morning. Yeah. So how did the theater react? Cuz um, mine were like lots of voices going oh, yeah, yeah, All right. three people that were in the theater with me <laughs> were quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie's flopping if no one noticed. I know. I keep trying to get people to go see it cuz well, like, you know, I want the funny Star thing Wars is, movies like, like the this. reason it's flopping is because they they did shit. Oh, yeah, never mind. We've already yeah. beat that yeah. horse to death. It it actually doesn't matter because <laughs> it's apparently already got a sequel. That bu- that bugs me. So but, Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, that's the good thing out. about the mouse owning all is that, you know, yeah, it can, it can take a couple of hits. But this you know? this is a good Star Wars movie to me because if you compare it to Episode Eight, Episode Eight is about a bunch of humans running from a bunch of humans, and scattered in there are an alien here and there. This Han Solo yeah, is about totally unnecessary plot line. Eighty ninety percent of everything in this movie is aliens and robots. That's mm-hmm. Star Wars. That's what it's supposed to be. Humans are yeah. supposed to be yeah. very rare. Yeah, and I loved that that in this movie. I loved it in Rogue One too. Most of them were I mean I was no it's it's about the resistance, but they still threw in ton of aliens in there. So I know when, when I was watching me. the uh the scene with the the card games, I felt like I was watching a dark episode of the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz there this were just so did, many this, like this outrageous characters. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying there was there were so many just outrageously different and and weird-looking characters. Like the singing frog? Like, like the, the bar scene in the original Star Wars, you know. Or the, what about the singing frog? It's just a frog. feast for the eyes. You got, you got Hammerhead. Yeah. You got all these other characters running around. That you've never seen anything like that before. And that's kind of the way the, the, the scene with the card games went. I was like, this is cool. This, is, this is, reminds me of, you know, what Star Wars is supposed to be like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, because it's... Yeah, it, it felt like watching old school Star Wars, this movie did. Mm-hmm. And the other ones, the other newer ones, didn't feel that way at all. And yet it didn't and I, lo- have... I love that they brought Maul out, man, because, you know, the funny thing is, yeah. is ever since episode one, which I went back and watched the first three and 
Jesus, those are just painful to watch. Like the stories <laughs> are pretty awesome, but just like it's like yeah. every day they showed up to the set and they're like, "All right." The dialogue was this just half o- this half over here. Pretend like you've never acted in anything before. This half <laughs> exactly. over here. This half over here. Overact the shit out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. Let, let but, me let me cut you off. You know what? Real I, quick, Joe. Let me cut you off real yeah. quick because I've gone back and watched the uh, originals as well, and I actually appreciate them more now. For their story, not the acting. Yes, the acting exactly. The acting is not. You're the talking about the prequels, fault. right? I'm talking about the prequels. Yeah. Um, yes. The acting is George Lucas's fault. He told them all to act yeah. like that because I've seen all those actors and other things, and they're great. Right. Yeah. Even True. Hayden Christensen is point. still great. So it's like, but the, the point. Really? Why did you do this? Because the yeah. story well, the is point good. I was trying to get to is, is you know, in Episode One where they yeah. they killed Maul off in like one movie, and he was right. such an awesome baddie. Right. right, and I, I for years since what the ninety seven is when that came out. I've always wondered why the hell they kill off such an awesome baddie. And then when I saw Rebels and saw that he was still alive, I geeked out, man. Oh, I right. I loved that. That was all yeah. Dave Filoni. He convinced George Lucas to bring him back in Clone Wars, and yeah. apparently, now this is a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but I read that they always had a big baddie to be revealed as the boss in this movie, but apparently Ron Howard's son is that millennial age that grew up with the prequels. And he is the same way loved Darth Maul. <laughs> and he was the one who said, it's gotta be Maul. It can't be Vader or Palpatine or whoever Java, whoever else you yeah. want it to be. It's gotta be Maul. Right. And I think it's the perfect fit, especially with, you know, the story of rebels where he is actually doing all that, running all the syndicate just to get back at Obi-Wan and try to take out Sidious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. his whole point in well, life is to just, he's hell bent on revenge. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you go so into the this... fact that he showed up again in solo that after, especially after seeing rebels that made me so incredibly happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That's yeah. What, props, exactly what he would be doing. Total props like, to them for keeping that a secret because I don't know how the hell you do that. <laughs> especially with re- reshoots. They apparently reshot Ray Park twice. Like mm-hmm. they shot it originally, and then he came back and reshot it again. So it's like, how do you keep that secret? <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing is, is because Han is technically before Rebels or Solo. Yeah. Whatever. Shut up, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> um, quit correcting it. You say it every time everybody somebody says it. I don't care. He's actually not correcting it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so I'm just sticking up for Lando. The fact that. We see Maul at the end of Solo, yeah, which is before Rebels, just sets up the whole plot with Rebels then. So like if you watch Solo and then go watch Rebels, you'll understand why Maul is the way he is in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Well, you mm-hmm. haven't watched Clone Wars. No, I haven't. You find out yeah, why you he is Clone in Clone Wars. You've got to watch Clone Wars first. Yeah. So I've never seen that's I'm, I'm going in him. knowing Rebels and seeing Han. Seems it's yeah. actually it's actually the the last two seasons or so of Clone Wars. Right. That's that's where they explain how Maul comes back, how he's hell bent on revenge, why he's using he's a little crazy the Mandalore, and he's trying to just the entire underworld of the galaxy is going to be run by him mm-hmm. because that's his power yeah. base basically. And yeah, then and it was it was super in. cool to see because I was I've been wondering for like a month now. You know, it was super cool to see that after Thanos killed Vision, that he reincarnated as a super badass dude in charge of the Crimson Dawn. (laughs) (laughs) 
hey, with some weird scars that like to glow when he gets mad. I love Paul Bettany, dude. I've that dude yeah. is a great actor. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, he made one of the best villains Star Wars ever had. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> scars almost look like the horns scratched mm-hmm. across his face, which I have no yeah. idea how that would mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> I know Savage Oprez, who is the apprentice of Maul, he kills somebody with his horns in Clone Wars, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, but, um, yeah. how would you scratch down somebody's face with them? I don't know. Who knows? How did a goat put a scar on my inside cheek when I was two? We just don't <laughs> ask questions. I don't think anybody wants to know how that yeah, happened. Yeah, let's not go there. But uh, Jared kind of went to my fear with um, them bringing in Maul. If that's just a point for kind of a point of reference, hey, all you Rebels fans, here is proof that it's in continuity. Fine, awesome. If they have a movie plan for Maul. Just Maul? Mm. Well, not even just Maul, but like there's. That whole story. They're talking about a um, Obi-Wan movie. Which, oh, if that's that. Obi-Wan and Maul, mm. that yeah. means they're going to have to pretty much negate Rebels. No, they won't negate They won't. Well, They'll tie it's going to be hard to actually have a fitting conclusion, especially with the whole Rebels uh, storyline of them going, oh, Maul has no clue where Obi-Wan is. Yeah. So no, it's pretty much going to have to take place during the Clone Wars. Which it could, well, you know, the, 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 it could be that story. It, there's no telling. Know. They might negate all of that because if I don't, if I don't six, think they're going to negate if, anything. If six and seven and eight have shown anything, especially six and seven, right. that you know Kathleen Kennedy and company doesn't give a shit about true Star Wars fans. You right. know, you mean seven and eight, the new ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're saying. You're, I thought you were saying six. I, I did, but I miss. Yeah, okay. I misspoke. Is she involved with seven? Oh yeah, yeah. She's the. I head thought of... that was all just Abrams. No, Kathleen oh. Kennedy is the president of that whole yeah. thing. No, Kathleen Kennedy. Yes, whole... yeah, she runs Star Wars for the mouse. Period. See, yeah, I, I didn't mind seven so much. I mean, there's obviously the the, the parallels and the whole playing it safe. Uh, you know, creating a new Star Wars for a new era. I and trying to make it a lot like the old Star Wars, and, and you know, playing it safe in that regard, I understood why they did that, and I, I and I liked it, and I thought it felt like old Star Wars. But then they just jumped the shark with uh, the new one, and I just felt like it was, it was a very sophomoric attempt at just, just trying to completely um, um, throw out everybody's expectations. Uh, of of you know where things were headed, and I thought they did it sloppily. And I've said all this before, but well, and that's kind of um, where my my reappreciation for the prequels comes, is because you see right. Episode Seven and you appreciate what Lucas was trying to do. He was not trying to make another four, five, and six. He was right. trying to do. He was trying to do one. It, the prequels. One, two, and three. Yeah. yeah. And he was trying to do a completely different story, mm-hmm. which was much more politically heavy and all that. I mean, I, I right. really enjoy it, other than obviously the acting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was obviously, he had them all written back in the day, but there was a reason that he started with episode four and not episode one. <laughs> exactly. Because it made for a better movie. I, so. I, I'm continually curious as to what George Lucas's seven, eight, and nine 
were supposed to be about ultimately. Yeah, I've read into a lot of that because, you know, I just love reading into backstory of stuff. And it varied depending on what day you talk to them. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I figure. Yeah. I am still disappointed that they're bringing J.J. Abrams back in for nine because I do not need to see reemergence of the Jedi where uh, they build the second star killer base outside of over top the forest moon of Bendar. It it does lead credence to the fact that Kathleen must be out of ideas because you let all these new people come. Even Ron Howard, who is a famous director. I think he did a pretty good job, but we're going to keep bringing the yeah. same guy back who was like, eh, well, you know. well, you know. Well, you know, and the, the funny thing is, this is exactly what it is. So, like, it it's like you have Kathleen Kennedy is basically have been, has been told you need to write an essay and you're doing this for a grade and you have to do it to pass this class. <laughs> and then the same assignment was given to Dave Filoni and they're like, this is your favorite thing in the world that you want to talk to everybody about. Write an essay. Yeah. yeah. You know that's what right. I mean? And that's that's what we're getting. That's the product. That's very clear. You know. Before I forget, I don't want to I don't want to forget to mention there were two things in this movie that I really loved that I really loved and I loved seeing Warwick Davis. Yeah. Who played who played uh uh Wicket. Uh and even though it was a little bit part and it was at the end, I just thought that was a really cool inclusion to to put him in there. And the other awesome. thing, the other thing was that damn singing frog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I laughed so hard in the theater. People probably thought that I was off my rocker <laughs> when that stupid frog is sitting. In, he's sitting in that little jar of water and he starts singing into that microphone. I lost my shit. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was the funniest damn thing I've seen in forever. See, and another another thing about Solo, and I know that because I already talked to Adam about this. Because after I went back and saw it a second time, I texted Adam about it. So Adam, don't spoil this. I'm curious if anybody else saw it. Did anybody else see the major, major, awesome little Easter egg in uh, Voss's study in his his little office area? Who's Paul Bettany? Drayden Voss. Oh, up in uh, up in the top of his ship. Uh, probably not. No. I have famously huge turds. What? What was that? <laughs> oh, good lord, Adam. What was that? I didn't even hear it. Was that related? Famously huge turds. It's the, uh, it's the huge. Drax line. You'll hear it in the post. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so nobody else picked up on it? Well, I did. Well, Adam, I know you did. What was it? A skull from Indiana Jones. Oh, no, I didn't uh, see that. It was actually yep. all, was four, it the, the, all four. All four. Was it the crystal skull? It was the crystal no. skull. It was the... Well, it was God. the crystal skull. It was, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The, all of it. The fertility idol. Oh. The, um, the cup. No, I didn't see those. Chalice. Temple yeah, of Jones. And, oh, uh, Last Crusade. <laughs> Those are not fortune cookie. Yeah. <laughs> now, and I only, I didn't, I saw the thing that looked like the, um, the idol, the fertility, the golden fertility idol from Ark, and I was like, I didn't even think about it. But then when I saw the skull, I went, oh my god, are those Easter eggs? That's so funny. And then he, <laughs> yep. it got shot at the end. I was like, I'm that's so totally, funny. Totally missed it the first time I saw it. 
So the first time I saw it, I went and paid out of pocket, and then I just recently got my movie pass, and I'll talk about that a little bit at the end if anybody wants I'll to. Have to and, uh, I'll have to go see so that sometime. I went back and watched it again with the movie pass, and then was looking, because usually what I do with these movies, if I go see it a second time, I look in the background yeah. for stuff. And yeah, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. And so I got home and looked it up, and sure enough, it was exactly what I thought it was. Man, I do that on first viewing at this point. I'm just like scanning the whole time. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know when I'll be able to see it again. He just stated two things they really liked about the movie. There's going to be two uh, fanboy complaints that I had. One, where was C-3PO and R2? They're busy. (laughs) Yeah, they've been in every other Star Wars movie. So why not this one? I, you know, I, I kind of expected in. to see R2 at some point because he's been in every single movie. Uh, it would have been hard to tie him in, though, because... It, they... it would have been. It would have been kind of a stretch, but 3PO definitely I did not expect to see because at this point, he, he he was created. They could have done a little bit of anything. But, I mean, it's just one of those fanboy things, which they included Maul, so they obviously weren't that... Far from doing fanboy things. But yeah. the other thing is, please, God, please do not tell me that Solo created the Rebellion. No. No. I I, I don't think so. I honestly think that it's just Rebellion all over the galaxy was starting to pop up. And then they just started yeah. slowly getting formed. If anybody started the Rebellion, it was Jimmy Smith's and Napoleon, um, Natalie Portman well, yeah. in Clone Wars. They explained the Resistance movement they, starting. They had the greatest start for the Rebellion in the last 10 seconds of Episode 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is all you need for a start of a Rebellion. You do not need yeah. 20 different beginnings like they did with the Force Unleashed video game. Yeah, which was cool. But yeah. Yeah. Which is a cool game, but again, it's all about the... Uh, Birth of the Rebellion, and then with Solo supposedly making a throwaway line at the end of it that might be about the start of a rebellion, and with Rebels being about the start of the Rebel Alliance, and with well, who knows what else. Like I said, if it's it's lots of mini rebellions starting up, and then they all just sort of eventually join Bullet. forces. Yeah, because I, yeah. I seriously think the start is Clone Wars, because yeah. Uh, Leia's father, who is not her father, Organa, Senator Organa and Senator Amidala, they're the ones who really start because they see what the Chancellor is doing and he's abusing powers and they continually, in that show, fight him on that stuff. Well, I always love that arguably the villains of the uh, prequel trilogy are the heroes of the original trilogy. Because if you think about it, in a lot of ways, the... um, separatists kind of fo- kind of turn into the rebels in that even right. their ships look like rebel ships in a lot of ways. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. The Republic becomes the empire. Yep. <laughs> it's the same war. And then yep. the empire becomes the first order and the rebels just sit on their asses so that they can be destroyed on four different planets because why expand? Oh, wait, <laughs> I'm starting to talk about how shitty episode seven is. Yep. I'll quit. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I had an idea. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Then we're going to try it out this episode. I had so, an apostrophe. Uh, I picked a random uh, a random article, and uh, we're going to try to do 
Jasp Lib News. It's kind of like Mad Lib, but, you know, don't want to get sued and whatnot, so it's Jasp Libs. Need it, or I'll call the Brute Squad. I'm on the Brute Squad. Yeah. You are the Brute Squad. I'll try to keep this rated X like always. Hey, I'm not the one that's in charge of the quack button, so. May God have right. mercy on your soul, Adam. The quack button has been debated, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right so first thing first things first where's your crapper no i mean um right beneath I just, me i rewatched i rewatched all three of the austin powers movies this week too so that was fun i got a crap on deck that could choke a donkey <laughs> i'll make you a deal dr evil you keep your money in your mojo and i get the baby baby <laughs> a baby all right so this this uh article is about our favorite actor benedict cumberbatch uh, so the first thing i need Cumberland first thing i need benedict? is your is eight of your favorite oh. <laughs> other sayings of his name <laughs> well bumper well, car thunderclap all right bumblebee crumple snatch <laughs> <laughs> okay jared you've never heard these before <laughs> jared's like i do not know what's going on not Bandolier coming snatch. God. Bandolier coming snatch. Come in snatch. Oh. We're gonna do coming snatch. That's a little little less X-rated. This is already my favorite jazz blip ever. The only one ever. That's true. We have a low bar. Breakfast sandwich cummerbund. Yeah, cummerbund. Breakfast sandwich. Cumberbund. Bumble tits, wrinkle snatch. <laughs> I'm sensing a trend with the that last popular, name. <laughs> popular term today. Who is your daddy? Barcelona cucumber. <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> All right. Um, we need two more. Bar- barbecue cordal snoot? What is it? <laughs> Let's just do cordal snoot. Here's, here's, here's <laughs> one. Oh, I like that. It was, it was like... Um, <laughs> Bartles and James Cumber Snoot or something like that. Crumple Snoot. Crumple Snoot. Bartles. Do that. That's very Boop, British. Boople Snoot. Boople Snoot. No. <laughs> Bartles and James Boople Snoot. Yeah. <laughs> this one says Bread Machine Cracker Jack. No, there you go. There's yep, there. That'll be the last one. <laughs> bread Machine Crabbles. Cracker Jack. All right, I'll put I'll put Jared's in there as the last one. Tommy Lightly. <laughs> Tommy want wingy. I love that movie. What'd you do? What'd you do? Have you, have you guys seen the meme where um, there's pictures of, of Benedict Cumberbatch and an and otter? No. Otter? <laughs> like pictures of otters. He looks like an otter and like people um, will take a picture of like an otter playing with a clam. And then he was on the Graham Norton show, which is a talk show over in England. And they were they would put the picture up, and he would pose next to it like the otter in the picture, and it was the funniest damn thing. Let's talk about Graham Norton because I love that show. That's a fantastic show. For anyone who's not familiar, the premise is talk show in Britain, except all the guests are on at the same time, and they're all right. drinking. Yeah, and they tell ridiculous sad. stories. And Graham Norton's actually very funny. And then at yeah. the end, they have regular people come up and sit in this giant red t- chair. And they tell stories. And once they and if get, the story's no good, they flip them. They flip them backwards with this giant lever. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth it's watching. A really, it's a very entertaining show. It really is. I'm looking at the otter memes. <laughs> <It's 
now lost Adam. They found one. It's a screen capture from uh, from Graham Norton. Yeah. It's him and Graham Norton. It looks like Johnny Depp. And then yeah, it's got three there. otters kissing each other. They're all like kissing yeah. each other in the face. All right. All right. I need a, a plural <laughs> noun. Flowers. Another noun. As guardian? <laughs> An adjective. Adjective? Kissing. Yep, an um, adjective. Superfluous. What? Superfluous? <laughs> better. A plural noun. Tardises. <laughs> that work. There you go. <laughs> See, he's reading these as he does it, so it's funny. All right, uh, a verb. Procreating. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say sausage. Oh, yeah. Snossing or something. <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> it's a British term for oh snogging. That's what I was thinking yeah, of. Snogging. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've accidentally painted a gentleman's sausage on a storm drain. <laughs> of, uh, I changed yes. that one to snogged just because it fits into the sentence better. Okay. All right. All right. A verb ending in ing. Procreating. Yeah, Love procreating it. works. Actually, that's the same as snogging. Oh, so yeah. we should go with something mm, like fighting. Buffering. Yeah, buffering. 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 Oh. <laughs> buffering. Buffering. <laughs> Another verb ending with ed. Um... Quacked. <laughs> yeah. Pick <laughs> up, slimy fish! <laughs> A random thing to yell at somebody. Wake, Wake up, up, slimy, slimy fish! fish. <laughs> Wake up, slimy fish? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's actually quite perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, a verb. To blave. <laughs> he clearly said to blave. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Welcome to the pit of despair. No one escapes. <laughs> Welcome to the pit of despair. No one yeah. escapes from Nobody else heard from you. Actually, give me two verbs. Descending. Or descend. Yeah. Descend. Whichever context works the best. All right. And another one. Grapple? Grappled. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, Plural noun. Chihuahuas. Pants. I was going to say otters. Chihuahuas. Otters. All right. Chihuahuas. Adam's going to hate editing this episode. (laughs) A verb ending in ing. Depancing. (laughs) <laughs> what was it? Depancing? Yes. That's actually perfect. <laughs> that is scary in many, many ways. You All suck. Right. Yeah, An adjective. Uh, chubby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. A noun. Plaque. <laughs> Plaque. Plaque. A verb. Dance. Perfect. All right, I think we're almost there. A verb ending with ing. Yanking. And that is an Alex really quick. That is a. I can't wait to read this. All right, a verb. Oh, another verb. Yep. Um, two two more verbs and we're done. I think. And I'll re- I'll read it in my head real quick to make oh, sure. Go I got ahead, it. Adam. Um, drive. Drive and. Ascend. Didn't you say descend? Yeah, we might as well end with descend. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be awesome. Let's descend and ascend. (laughs) All right. Let me me read through this real quick to make sure I got them all. Welcome to intermission.
Let's all go to the movie. Let's all go to the movie. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. I have that song, uh, by the way. Have you ever listened to the whole song? Beans and cornbread. Oh, yeah. Guys, funny. What, was what, what, what TV station they used to do that? The movie with the... TBS. It was what was it? TBS, yeah. TBS yeah, it was Friday. Was, Friday I used to nights. Love those, man. Those Dinner and awesome. a movie. Beans and cornbread. <clears throat> yeah, yep. I found the song. Oh, Beans and cornbread had a fight. I just remember the chimped up flicks that they used to have on there. Yeah, there was some weird. <laughs> Where they'd reenact movie scenes with chimpanzees yeah. as the actors. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They did that bit too. That was great. All right, you guys ready for this article? Sure. Yep. So All right. <laughs> this is originally an article from Screen Rant by a guy named Thomas Bacon. But this <laughs> no. is the, this is the <laughs> this is the Jasplib special right here. Proving himself a real life superhero, bumper car thunderclap, best known as the star of Sherlock in Marvel's Doctor Strange, intervened when he saw a cyclist attacked by four flowers in London. <laughs> <laughs> he dragged them off the cyclist and defended himself with the kind of ass guardian only an actor who's played a superhero could display. One of Hollywood's superfluous talents, London-born Bumblebee Crumplesnatch, has gained international renown as the star of BBC drama Sherlock, a modernized retelling of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's famous novellas. He's since moved on to become one of Marvel's, Marvel's biggest TARDISes, playing the future Sorcerer <laughs> Supreme, and had a major role in Avengers Infinity War. But no one outright expected Breakfast Sandwich Cumberbund to be a hero in his own right when he snogged across a mugging. According to The Sun, Bandolier Come and Snatch had taken an Uber from his London home and was buffering close to Sherlock Holmes' fictional residence of 221 Baker Street, 221B Baker Street. Looking out the window, the actor saw a mugging in progress with four men attacking a Deliveroo cyclist. He quacked from the car and raced to the cyclist's help, yelling for the thugs to wake up, limey fish. <laughs> Bar- barbecue cordal snoot dragged the four muggers from their victim along with the help of the driver, Manuel Diaz. When they attempted to fight back, he descended himself and they grappled. The Uber driver certainly helped save the cyclist, but he admits that he was struck by the surreal nature of it all. As he told the son, here was Sherlock Holmes fighting off four otters just around the corner from Baker Street. (laughs) The driver was clearly impressed with how Barcelona Cucumber handled himself in a real-life fight. No doubt all that superhero training with Marvel has paid off in terms of developing Cumberbatch's physical endurance and de-pantsing skills. (laughs) Bubble Tits Wrinkle Snatch is is proving to be one of Hollywood's most chubby figures. Just a few weeks ago, he publicly called for equal plaque for his female co-stars. And he's pledged pledged his part to do his part to dance for gender equality in the film industry. (laughs) He suggested, ask ask what women are being paid, and if they say she's not paid the same as men, tell them I'm not yanking it. (laughs) (laughs) It seems that isn't the limit of the actor's belief in justice, though, as he is clearly willing to drive when he sees someone vulnerable under attack. What's more, (laughs) the actor doesn't seem to be comfortable grandstanding in this. The incident happened back in November, according to The Independent, but details were only published last night, and bread machine Cracker Jack was reluctant to ascend. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
That was good. I enjoyed that. That was, that was awesome. Yes. That was tremendous. That will be a regular <laughs> thing now. I like that. That was fun. Oh, the Yankee came right at the good best time. Oh, that. That was awesome. so, if she's not getting paid the same as men, I'm not yanking it. I'm not yanking <laughs> it. Oh. <laughs> It makes it even better that he has so many different names. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because I was I was looking for different articles to do this bit with, and like none oh, of them seemed man. to work. And then I was like, oh man, an article about I can't even say his name right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cumber- I was like, maybe, That's maybe maybe they should all be about him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Long setup. Awesome finish. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't think of a better song to go out with, though. So. What, Beetlejuice? That's not Beetlejuice, that's it's from, Sherlock. It's from Sherlock. I can't Holmes. hear it. Oh, I, I'm only hearing. Sounded like Beetlejuice. It's from oh, the you uh, said RDJ. It three times, damn it, you guys just messed up. <laughs> hey, we come for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> nice and model! How you doing? <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you next time. On the Jazz Stupidity Hour. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And there oh, was much, much rejoicing. rejoicing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Muddy naked Wookiees. Uh, Wakanda forever. Hundred Wookiees. <laughs> many Wookiees. They came to mold Darth Vader. Control situation normal. What happened? Uh, I had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Who is this? What's your operating number? Uh, boring conversation anyway. Luke, we're gonna have company. <laughs> <laughs>